morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening. Folks, thank you very, very much for listening to the date. Today is the 18th of February, year of our Lord, 2018. Welcome to another episode of the Bun and Cardigan hold on, Show. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. You just said year of our Lord and Savior, 2018, unless we woke up in a time machine. Dude. It, it is 2021. There was an episode of Motown Rundown that I did with my brother where I said, Year of Our Lord 2011, and I, did, <laughs> I didn't catch it, and he started dying laughing, and he's like, did you just say 2011? I was like, I don't think I did. I don't think I said 2018, but it's it's something that, like, it even happened on Shoot the J, where I did that before, so... Um, I think I think it was because you said February 18, and then maybe you said Maybe that's me up. Yeah, um, it's okay. Well, there he is, our co-host, the on-again, off-again man who wears the cardigans, uh, James Edwards the third of the athletic james we have a mailbag today um we uh yeah you kind of you kind of bailed us out because i woke up and i was like i went to bed thinking like i got no idea what tomorrow's gonna what tomorrow's show is gonna be about um i woke up to about 30 questions that you 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 luckily had the presence of mind to do that yeah i thought that with the whack the wonkiness of the schedule the pistons had the spurs game canceled um Bulls game added, but the Bulls game is tonight as we're recording, so Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time. So it would have been very hard for us to record after and just doing a pod to talk about one game, um, given that we did an emergency pod on Blake, like just didn't seem yeah. useful. And a lot of people seem to have questions. So, I mean, yeah, we got a lot of them, and I think we just do like a quick little speed round to try to get through as many as we can. Sure. All right. So as is customary, I have first dibs. I'm one of the hosts. I get to pick the questions. So I'm going to do exactly what I did last time. This question comes to us from my brother. Asked me this the other day. Luckily, we're doing a mailbag today. You, gonna... you got to stop showing favoritism. Well, it's a. I really like the question. It's yeah. a really fun question. Like every time we have questions, it's always all right. We're gonna start with my brother. Yeah, he gets first dibs. All right, I'm sorry. Fine. That's Shout that's just Matt. the way that yeah. That's just the way that it's always going to be. Um, if you have a problem with it, uh, Pistons versus everybody. Uh, is another podcast that you can listen to, but still listen to us. I love love the spiciness. Anyways, so James, you obviously grew up a Clippers fan. Big Mm -hmm. Sean Levingston guy. I think that's pretty well established at this point. So this first part of the question, don't dive into it too much. Just kind of a yes, a no, and maybe a little bit. Um, How much did that bleed into you becoming an adult, or did that kind of go away? Like, are you do you still consider yourself kind of a Clippers fan? Uh, No, yeah, I'm not anymore. Um, Okay. I still like kind of root for him just because of that, that childhood nostalgia of a team that was not very good and had some interesting guys, at least like personally to me with Sean and Chris Kamen. Sure. Uh, but no, no, not anymore. I don't have a favorite NBA team. Okay. So the question that he had was, um, I guess it, it, it kind of kills it a little bit, but I'll still ask it. Was there any sense of, oh my gosh, Blake Griffin, one of the best Clippers of all time, is a Detroit Piston, like the team that I loved? Um, you know, one of the best members yeah. of that team is actually in Detroit now. Was that cool to you at all, or was it just kind of like just cool because it was Blake Griffin? People probably won't believe me, but I kind of had phased out of, like, the diehard Clippers fandom by the time of Lob City. It was okay. pretty much once, like, Livingston's leg went yeah. the wrong direction, and, like, he didn't yeah. play for two years. And then I kind of just followed, like, wherever he went, like Brooklyn. He had a couple coffee. Like, I was loyal to Sean Livingston pretty much. Sure. So once he left the Clippers and it was clear he wouldn't be the, the guy of the future, I kind of it fizzled out. Sure. He, he made me the Clippers fan. It's funny because I don't know why, but when I woke up today, I hadn't even seen that you texted me. I hadn't even seen that anything that we were doing about today's show. But I was thinking about you, James, and I thought to myself, I wonder what that injury did to him. So there's a little bit of insight there. Um, made him stronger. Made him a champion. It, it did, yeah. He, it made him an integral part of a, a what three championship runs he was a part of. I think I believe so. Yeah, he, yeah, three. Um, yeah, because he was there for 2015, and then the back to backs, and then he left. Yep. Um, all right. Now let's get to the the Twitter submitted questions. Thank you, Matt. Yep. Thank you, Matthew. All right, we're gonna start with a fun one from a Twitter account that I'm actually starting to really like. I think they're really funny. Okay. Is this the Beef Stew Fan Club? I don't know how you knew that, but it is the Beef Stew fan club. Because Shout out they, to the... they pop up a lot more. Yeah, they're, they're, yes. it's pretty funny. Shout out to him or her. Shout out to them. Um, where would you rank Isaiah Stewart in terms of players you would like to fight the least? And obviously, let's do current players. Now, I'm going to throw one out there that I think I don't care who you are. I don't want to fight. I don't want anybody fighting James Johnson. That guy is professionally trained uh, with his fists to attack people. 
He's yeah. that's literally the reason that Dallas got him was because Luca was getting bullied by the Clippers in the playoffs, and everybody's like, they don't have an enforcer. And so they're like, Mark Cuban's like, let's go get a guy who knows how to actually fight people in James Johnson. And that's Dwayne why he's in K- Dallas. Dwayne Casey told me a great James Johnson uh, karate story. Uh, long story short, two balls were stuck in a net during a Raptors shoot around or practice, and oh, James no. Johnson crane kicked them out. <laughs> like, what? people know about his fighting history, but do they know, like, he like grew up in a dojo? Like, he's, no. a, bla- he's a black belt. Oh wow! Like his, I think both of his parents are black belt. He grew up like in a dojo in in South Dakota or something, North Dakota. Oh my gosh! Okay, yeah, that's so, why people say don't f with James Johnson. It's not because he's always wanting to fight. Well, that's it. He can, but it's because he like is trained to like he's a black belt. Yeah, he's been like paid to knock people out. So James Johnson, I think, is just at the top of the list, right? Yeah. Um, outside of that, like, I don't really want to fight Dwight. I know he's a lover, but like those are some shoulders, man. Yeah, in the reach strong if i was his size i wouldn't be afraid but given my size yeah i wouldn't fight him isaiah's i mean he's up there long arms strong um yeah if we're talking about the nba um it's hard to think of 328 Serge players Ibaka. off the top of your head yeah ibaka i don't want to fight him Bismack biombo what about Jokic? would you fight Jokic? yeah i'd fight Jokic. i think I'd, his reach is i mean obviously he's got he's got i mean i'd lose but i wouldn't be afraid Okay, sure. Like I don't uh, think he would. I don't think he would murder me. I don't want to fight a guy from Oakland. I don't want to fight Dame. I don't want to fight. Uh, I think Pat Beverly's from Oakland. I don't want to fight him either. Yeah, I, I, Pat. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna say anything. Um, yeah, until further notice, I don't want to fight Pat. But I've also never seen Pat in a fight. So, so where's Isaiah in the hierarchy? We're biased, but I would say top ten. Nah. Like I think him and Thanasis and Thomas Bryant are like. I wouldn't fight Giannis. I. I I don't even know if Isaiah's in the top 20. I think I could come up with 19 guys. Yeah, I'm sorry. Him being in the top 10 is me being biased is, yeah. is, is what that is. Yeah. Um, I think that answers the question. I think, yeah, I hope I think so. we're good there. Um, what former Piston? Thank you, uh, Beastie Fan Club. So this thank one you. actually comes from, <laughs> to us. I didn't even do this on purpose. This one comes to us from the Sadiq Bay Fan Club. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, I actually haven't read this question yet, so I'm doing this in real time. What former Piston from the last few seasons of Sorrow – do you wish we could see with this new growing group? Um, say salary, age, and et cetera matter. So, like, they have to actually fit the timeline. I mean, I would like to see Luke, but we're also kind of getting some decent shots up. The problem is that sometimes you find yourself with, like, Josh Jackson and Jeremy Grant are off the floor. Then you're going to have trouble finding a guy who can make shots. Well, that's where Luke comes in. Um, that's a good question. Can I throw Chris Middleton in there? Is that fair? Can I do that? Yeah, go ahead. You can do whatever you want. I'm doing Chris Middleton because last night, I don't want to go on a rant about this, but he only had eight shots against um, Toronto. And I don't think, I don't know that people realize how hard it is for Chris Middleton to get to the end of a basketball game and only have eight shots. That's pretty hard. And that that doesn't like that doesn't happen uh, very often. I think it just kind of goes to show, I I think, um, where we are with 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 Budenholzer. but anyways uh yeah Chris Middleton's probably my answer um that's probably not a great one but like I said I didn't have time to think about that I just read it in real time and I don't even know if he fits our timeline I mean, that's but, the yeah. best player you could possibly pick yeah uh I think it's a good one I would say Bruce Brown just because he fits kind of the identity and oh, he still would make yeah and he still wouldn't make them good enough to uh not have a, a top pick sure um Thank you, Sadiq Bay. Sorry, I should say Sadiq Bay Bay fan club. Um, so we did – these questions are kind of back-to-back. They're kind of the same, so I'm just going to morph them into one question. They come from Zegesis and Detroit above all. Um, so basically, it's like a two-part question, I guess. So the first part is, do you know if Killian's been able to at least get shots up? To my knowledge, yes. Yes. Okay. Is it possible he's doing work on his jump shot? Well, yes. I mean, in terms of the mechanics of it. Yes. Okay. Because I didn't know if that was like a Alonzo ball. Let's work on it in the summer when we have three months. But it's also kind of like you're gonna have like two, three months. Yeah, he has three months. Anyways, now. yeah. I, to, right. To my knowledge, they are. He's doing shooting stuff. Okay. Good. Um, ooh. And that doesn't mean that like he can play. Remember, like basketball is a shuffling 
backpedaling yeah. like he can shoot standstill jumpers his hip won't collapse doing that right right um this one comes to us from hal okay shout out to hal shout out to hal mixtape when don't hide the beats that's it should we do like maybe ooh, maybe for like episode 50 we drop like a, a band camp 20 20 20 beats like beat tape james they can't see my face right now but I love that idea. Yeah, we'll do that for like a milestone episode. We'll we'll put together tw- the best. We'll do the best, the best twenty beats from the Bun and Cardigan show. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to do the math on that as to when we would hit fifty. I think that would be around when the Olympics. Well, the Olympics aren't happening this year, so somewhere over the summer, I think in like August. I think is when we'll probably hit fifty. That's a great idea. Good job, Hal. That's a great question. Um. Sorry, I, I probably should have I probably should have vetted these. No, um, this is it's part of the aesthetic of the show. So this one is this one's difficult for me, and I know that you have less free time than I do. So I'm just I can't answer this, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm curious to know if you can. And I can change the numbers if you'd like. So instead of top five or ten, I can do top three or five. Uh JD Sports tweets, uh creator of the over under pistons um uh, uh challenge, which is very fun by the way. Rank your top five or top ten college prospects. Now, just why I can't answer it is because I'm I'm still at a point where I could name ten and give you detailed like you know, but that's I'm not in uh, I'm not in mock draft mode yet, so I'm yeah, not doing I mean, my draft stuff. So like I could tell you like Cade's my number one, um, and then beyond that. So James, this is the floor is yours. Yeah, I mean I'm I, I'm in covering Pistons mode, so I I mean like I know who's in the draft, and I haven't done like my deep dives because I don't really know where the, obviously where the Pistons are picking and who to look at. Uh, but Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley, Jalen Green, Jalen Suggs, Kaminga. Is that five? Yes. Green, Suggs, Mobley, Cade, Kaminga, five. So this one. Is fun because, and I'm, I'm checking right now just to make sure, it is. Okay, this one comes to us from, and I, I guess I don't know actually how to pronounce your last name, Aaron, so I apologize. Aaron Brandt? Yeah, shout um, out to Aaron Brandt. You know what's fun about him? He's he the worked. one that won the uh, the Blake Griffin signed jersey. Oh, did he? That he I al- gave away. Yeah. He also, um, or I might get him mixed up with another guy. Does he work at StockX? Uh... In his bio, it does not say he runs. A, he works at StockX. Okay, then I'm thinking of um, Jamie is another guy. Yes, Jamie's the one that. Yes, yeah. I was gonna say there is a guy in Pistons Twitter that works at StockX. Yeah. Yes, but shout out um, to Aaron. He's very uh, active and very nice guy. I yes. really like Aaron a lot. So, so Aaron, thank you. That was really fun. Well, I haven't asked the question yet. So. Um, oh yeah, you didn't. But shout out to Aaron. Shout out to Aaron. So it was fun because when I was when I chose the winner. Like it was randomized, obviously. When I saw it was him, I was very happy because, like you said, he is an active member of Pistons Twitter, and I wanted it to go to somebody who I was like, "Yes, I Seems was really like a happy nice for guy them. too." I've never met him. I don't sure. think if I have, I apologize. But very just nice interactions with him on Twitter. His question: I don't know how much we can say. When's the merch dropping? All right, so let's people. We need once you hear this, we need you to reply to at the bun x cardigan. I've, I'll throw it out there. We've talked about it behind the scenes, um, Nick. If we did 10 really good shirts, numbered 1 through 10, so it's like the collector's item, would people pay $100? If we just did every every few months, like maybe every six months, we'll just have two drops a year. We'll do, t- we'll do 10 and 10. Numbered, we'll have them numbered. Um... We'll do like a Zoom. If you get one of the ten, we'll do a Zoom live pod with with the with the ten. Um, would you pay a hundred dollars for a a, a, a numbered bun and cardigan shirt that and a chance to sit in on a Zoom recording? We also because I want to make it. I want to make it special. I don't want to just right. yeah. And it's like money, be an why, money, I don't know if I can print out five like five hundred shirts. Right. It um, we also talked about some sort of a raffle to make it like a whole experience, like to really make it worth. It. I don't remember what we were gonna raffle off, but 
Um, yeah, I had like a Tayshawn Prince signed card that's what it was. of uh, the block on Reggie block. Miller, but I can't find it. So I don't know if I still Ooh. have that. Maybe, well, you're moving. Maybe you'll find it in the move. Yeah, maybe I'll find it. But let us know. Would you pay $100 for a, a one of 10 Bun and Cardigan shirt and a chance to sit in on a, on a podcast listening uh, for Zoom? Would you pay 50 And if you have any bonus incentives you that you think we could add to it to make it quote-unquote worth it if it's not to you then please please include that as well yeah but we've Um, tossed around the idea if we do something it's going to be very limited sure so this one comes to us from ethan carroll thank you aaron for the merch question by the way thank you ethan carroll this one's fun because it's not pistons james's hair looks great today folks by the way you guys can't see it i got it cut yeah i can tell wave Um, spinning Might have to put a hat on. Nick's yeah, getting drowning seasick. over here. I'm getting seasick. Uh, <laughs> um, Ethan Carroll, what are the most disappointing and most improved NBA teams this year? Uh, disappointing. Uh, I mean, obviously Washington, the Rockets, for but not really a reason of their own. Miami, um, probably. Miami. Um, and you're doing most disappointing right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Milwaukee. Sorry, Nick. You know, it's funny. I have them as both, but I will explain that in a minute. Most improved, let's throw the Knicks out there. The Knicks, Philly. I like what Philly's done this year with Embiid on the Mm -hmm. floor. Utah. Utah should be number one. Yep. Phoenix. Uh, Oh, Boston's disappointing. Did we say Atlanta's disappointing? Atlanta's disappointing. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the, uh, the Bogdanovich injury hurts, but you'd yeah. think that they wouldn't be this bad. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's Boston and disappointing, and Utah's a, a number one and uh, improved, impressive. I'd throw – I'd throw. Um, I, if, if we did this a month ago, I would have thrown Cleveland in the most improved. Um, I still think there's something there. But I, I am serious about Sacramento, that they've turned into kind of like a really fun league pass team. Yeah. Um. With the reason I say that I put Milwaukee in both, which I realize how Homer that sounds that I put Milwaukee and that I mentioned them and Sacramento, but the reason I, I put Milwaukee in both, the reason we think that they're disappointing is because you watched that Toronto game last night, and I don't know if you've watched these last few games that they've played. Whether That's it's another just, disappointing team. Who? Toronto. Oh, Toronto. Yes, absolutely. But they're kind of starting they're, to write the starting ship. To, yeah, 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 yeah. They're getting it together. Like yep. OG. And, yeah. Um. OG ran a pick and roll last night. I saw that. Oh, and He's it was like to, I've, I've oh. liked my OG experience this year. It's been different, but I've enjoyed it. Ooh, the OG XP. Um, Ooh. but with, with Mil, yeah, that was kind of, that was kind of nice. That was fire. With Milwaukee, um, I think they quit on Bud. I don't think they're having fun with him anymore. Th- there's nothing there. You watch them, and it's the most uninspiring basketball I've ever seen. Now my. Secondary theory to that is they're just like we're a really good regular season team. It's business as usual. Let's just get like let's just get to the playoffs because we will, right? Yeah. But we also look at them and defensively, they're sort of in this like, wait a minute. This was the best defense in the league for like two years. What's going on with them? Like something feels a little bit weird. Well, it's because they're actually doing things differently. I mentioned this on a podcast the other day. Um it wasn't me. That, like, Zach Lowe said this, okay? Yeah. The biggest thing with them is they got one of the most switchable defenders in basketball, and then they decided we should probably start switching, right? We can't right. just do this man-to-man the whole time. Because when, when you get to the playoffs and you play a team like Miami, you get buried. But um, I would live with the growing pains now. If I have it locked down come May. Yeah, I'm not worried about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why I think they're interesting because they're actually proving to be versatile on defense in the way that we knew that they were, but in the way that we weren't able to see that they were. They're at least trying. They're they're figuring it out. Yes. Right. Um, like Bobby and um, who was it? It was Bobby and Dante switched yesterday, and it, it was on a pick and roll, and it was the most rudimentary thing of all time. But it kind of made me go, "Yes." Yeah, but like but these- but also had like Bobby, Brooke, and Giannis all on the floor, like in the fourth. Yes. So, and that's not very like, good. also like I like I just mentioned, Chris Middleton had eight shots. Run a hammer screen. Give him give him the old hammer play. The best play in basketball. Literally an unstoppable play. It's a free bucket every single time. 
I don't know why teams don't run it every single trip down the floor. Hammer play is unstoppable. Um, obviously, the Spurs perfected that, but that's my Bucks rant. I think they're both. All right, fair. I think you did. I was gonna ask. I was gonna criticize you if you didn't explain why they're in both. I'm not mad at it. You did a good job. I think they're because I still don't. I I don't think they're winning the finals right now. I yeah, just, I mean, I'm not. Yeah, I, they've lost good faith with me, so they got to do it for me to believe in them. Um, or at I, least get to the finals. Oh yeah, that was from Ethan Carroll. I ran. I kind of derailed that one. We I kind of we were doing good on the speed round thing, and I kind of killed that. Let's get back on track. This one comes to us from Austin Newmeyer. I hope that's how I pronounce the last name. Who is your favorite Forgotten Piston? Like, remember Steve Blake? You know why I remember Steve Blake is because I wouldn't watch games when he was on the floor. <laughs> there is not a player that I dislike more in NBA history than Steve Blake. I uh, I always liked watching Carlos Arroyo. Even, you like, almost got mine. You, the first name was. You're right. going to say I almost said Carlos Delfino too. Carlos Delfino. I yeah. like Carlos Arroyo a lot. Uh, I mean, I'll I'll never forget watching him take on Team USA and and ball out. Like I yeah. always, even when he went to Utah, I forgot where else he went. Um, I don't know if Utah was before or after Detroit. I can't remember. But I I was a I liked Carlos Arroyo's game. Good answer. Yeah. Carlos Delfino was just a hooper, so that's my answer. I always felt like he was going to try to dunk on somebody, Delfino. I thought Delfino would be better in today's game. Hmm. Yeah, I actually think you're – yeah, I could see that. Maybe. He was a little too ahead of his time there. Um, Thank you, Austin, for that. This one comes to us from T-Whip. Obviously, we're going to be more seller than buyer at the deadline, but if Detroit – was to try and bring in a new guy, who would you like to see them pursue? I'm not. I'm going to stay away from this because everyone knows my answers. Uh, I mean, like, I don't have a. Again, if if you're a listener of the show or a reader of mine at the Athletic, um, like, I'm in the camp of making sure you do everything possible to get a top three pick this year. So, I mean, if there's another project guy out there, uh, sh- sure. Uh, I don't. I don't have a name, unfortunately. It's a good question. Though. I don't have a. I don't have a name, but another type of DSJ guy, or a Josh Jackson type. <coughs> Chandler Hutchison. Um, oh my I think gosh. That's a, see. That's why I wasn't going to answer it. Um, you're really going to hate this next question, and I actually I need to put a pause on it because I didn't see this and I'm kind of panicking. Um, because of you're panicking because of my response. Wh- I'm panicking wh- because it's an amazing question that I'm so happy somebody asked me. So this is another one. Um, thank you, T. Whip, for that question. This one comes to us from Mike. Again, reading this in real time. Have not vetted this. Hopefully, it's a good question. <laughs> Mike in Oxford. <laughs> uh, for James. Oh, I did see this. Favorite part about writing for the Athletic, whether from the work, um, well, shout like out travel. To Mike. Shout out to Mike. Yeah. Um, whether from it's from the work side, like travel and access, or personal things, i.e., interacting with subscribers or memorable, funny comments you've received on a story. So, favorite part of working for the athletic the the freedom to do cool stories um yeah as you guys know i don't have to write every single day if i'm working on something that's cool like i can take the time to do it um yeah i I get the free i don't have to write after every game and covering this team there's no need to Uh, obviously like newspapers have different obligations because they have to have a paper out every day so i don't have to uh, be bogged down in the the day-to-day happenings Unless news breaks or whatever, but like in terms of games, yeah, I I, I enjoy the the creative freedom I have. I've been thinking about this um, ever since I've known you. I've been meaning to say this to you for a long time, and this is a great sub. That's going to be the that back. Question. That's going to be on the back of our uh, one of ten shirts. The that because I, I don't know if we can do the TGA Fridays thing. No, we'll just um, do uh we'll just do the Motor City where your favorite team goes to die. Can we say that? We can throw we'll throw a couple quotes on there. Um, okay. But that's one of them. I've been meaning to tell you this for a long time. So my question is, as somebody who, you know, I, obviously now that I live far away, it's it's harder to go to Pistons games. But even before, like I didn't go. I went to, you know, maybe one or two a year. Um, As somebody who doesn't always get to be, you know, at that venue watching the game live, sometimes the spectacle of the event kind of takes me away from the action. And I kind of catch myself zoning out and just kind of, you know, just looking around and sort of mm-hmm. taking it in. And that obviously hinders my ability to effectively make a recap. So two-part question, same thing as before. Don't harp too much on the first part of this question. It's because it's the second part that matters. Mm -hmm. 
before you got this job, before you were at Michigan State covering games, did you go to a lot of games? As a as a pure fan, I wouldn't say a lot. Um, kind of like me, like maybe one or two a year, if that. Yeah, I would. I remember I went to Sean Livingston's first game in Detroit as a Clipper. I met him, got his oh. autograph. Um, I have that card. If this was a, vi- a video podcast, I'd pull it out and show everybody. I still have that card. It's in a case, screwed. Um, I've been to Kobe's last game in Detroit. I've been to random games throughout the years. Uh, but I, yeah, I would say one to two, one to two a year. Okay. Usually nothing more than that. Were you kind of the same or was it easy for you to lock in and watch the game? I usually, if I went, I went with like friends. Sure. Until like once I was older. So like we would kind of just bullshit around. Yeah. Yeah. So it is hard. It is harder. Yeah. Now it's, so, yeah. Now I just focus on the game. Right. I don't really get caught up in the. So the question here is obviously now you're fine. It's not an issue. This yeah. is your fourth year on the beat. So what, 2017, you know, maybe your first 15 games, what was that sort of curve like having to be like, okay, I'm here for work. I need to, I can't be looking at the dancing usher. I gotta be, you know, I gotta <laughs> be doing this. I gotta be doing that. It was harder on the road than at home. And there was still like the, I was new and like scared and like I wanted to do a great job. So like I was pretty focused, but on the road, it's, it was tough. Like I didn't go to a lot of places as a kid. Like I went to yeah. New York as a kid. I went to Orlando as a kid, like Ohio and Indiana, but those don't count. Chicago as a kid. Like I hadn't been, I've now been to, I've been to every single state. I've been, I've been to every single t- all 29 or 27, whatever it is. Cause two LA or less than that how many states have nba teams 25 because california has three teams florida has two florida has two texas has two new york has two so, so like 2021 where i've been to i've been to every arena in the nba um yeah. and that's like early on as somebody who didn't travel much growing up uh that was like i would like walk for hours and just walk around these cities so this is making me really mad because that would have been a perfect segue. I'm desperately – I was trying to find it already, and now I literally can't. So – oh, here it is from Wyatt. Wyatt Alt. For James, what is your favorite arena to visit and why? Because we've established that um, Utah has the best in-arena music, shockingly. Yep. Detroit has the best media spread. Yep. You got steaks and like uh, 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 hippo burgers and all this exotic meat <laughs> and stuff like that. But what's your favorite arena to go to? To cover a game, Phoenix. Because, like okay. I said, we basically sit at the scorer's table. Um, so, like, you can hear everything. You're literally three feet from the court. Yeah. Um, Staples Center, because you just never know who, what random celebrity you'll see. Sure. Um, and the garden's cool cause it's the garden and it's New York and it's down, it's Manhattan. We sit high up there, mm. but so do George and Greg, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they do too there. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd throw the garden in there and I like Barclays too. I, I think Moda center is the best arena in basketball in Portland. I think it has the best court Ooh. lighting in the game. And just and just I guess even just the lighting around the um, just the arena I think it's I think it's the best arena in basketball I don't think it's close. Portland's in my is my top two favorite city to go to. I love Portland. You just like it because they got Nike up there. They got Nike. Um, they have street tacos. They have uh, the best donut place called Why is it escaping me right now? Um, and they also have my favorite um, adult establishment. Right next to the donuts and right next to the tacos. They're all oh, within Well, 50 how late feet. are those open? The donuts and the tacos? Uh, before and after the adult establishment. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, I also forgot to ask the second part to Mike's question. So, for Nick, how do James's answers impact how you see your future? Um... I don't know that there's anything, which is, I'd love that follow-up question, by the way, Mike. Both of those are great questions. I don't, I don't can you explain the question to me? So it was the, or it how was you the question interpret about it? your favorite part about writing for The Athletic and all that stuff that we just did, right? Yeah. So how do your answers impact me and how I see my future in terms of, man, that does sound kind of awesome, maybe? Oh, yeah. Or, and, so they're great answers, 
but it's not i don't think it's anything that i didn't already kind of know right about you right so it is again a great question but i don't know that it really changes my mind and that i'm still confused no it was a great that is a great question yeah yeah um you know i i just kind of take things day by day i did think to myself a little bit about i don't because i don't think long term but I got out of bed the other day and I'm like, how am I going to get on ESPN this week? I got to go three. I got to get three in a week. I got nothing because the Pistons keep getting their games canceled. <laughs> this tonight against Chicago has got to be a, it's got, and I don't want to say any, any predictions because this is going to have a, no shelf life at all for a prediction, but um, yeah, we'll see. All right. If, if, you, the, if the Pistons win in Chicago tonight, you have to do something where you're yelling out your door to Chicagoans. You hear that? The problem is United. The sound Center. of the stampede. Yeah. <laughs> the wait, that's kind of fire. Marching, actually. marching into uh, what's the Bulls Arena? United Center. The United Center. Yeah, but Taking then ESPN out each is just bowl. gonna. They're just gonna bleep me again. Spear by spear. I was I was so salty that ESPN bleeped me. Is the only problem I had with that. That's all right. You got the look. Yeah. So this is the question from Sam Jane. Oh, now ultimate. you don't want people to hear you cussing. Ultimate. Well, <laughs> I was mad because, fine, let's do this real quick. I was mad because ESPN censored me saying, you're coming back in a body bag, okay? Oh. I said, um, if you're getting off the plane in Detroit, I hope you said goodbye because you're coming back in a body bag, okay? Whatever. They bleeped it, whatever. The problem I had with it is in the push notification that people got sent to their phones about the video, they said... Um, this hyped Pistons fan has a message for teams getting off the plane in Detroit. Yeah. And then they bleeped the message. <laughs> so that's that was my problem with it. I totally get why they bleeped it. Don't send out a different push. I don't know. Yeah. Um, okay, this is it. Nick, How have the question Pistons for you. not hired you yet? I I won't say anything to that. If you, if you're a, if you work for the Pistons and you and you listen to this show, which I know some people do, hire Nick. Like he's Please do He's that. He's representing for your organization from his living room, and it's going big. Yeah. Like, just imagine what you guys could do together. That's all. I'll drive, That's my pitch. I'll drive there every day if you'll, I have to. You'll move there if they give you a job. Well, yes. But until – I can't do that yet until yeah. the lease. But, um, Nick, question for you. Pistons look at adding two Motown Noah All-Stars. Who are the two – that fit the best. Now, James. I already know this answer. Well, you don't know who's on the Motown Noah All-Star team. Yes, I, I have. A, I know who your two are going to be, though. I know t- two enough to know who you would pick. Okay, who am I going to pick? Harry Giles. Okay. And Nas Reed. <laughs> okay, I don't give you credit for putting Harry Giles in there because, duh. I do give you credit for putting Nas Reed on there because he is a reserve. Yeah. He is a reserve. Um, I'm looking at the team right now. We got 13 guys on here. I don't know the all the all the guys. Read it off really quick. Nobody does. I've oh. not released the I have not released the full team. Is this where I should do it? Yeah, if that can be like our is this like are people like have people been asking you what the team is and it's like a thing constantly. Oh, and I just if, haven't told anyone. If this can be promo for our podcast, yes, you should do it. All right. Who's the coach? Uh. I don't know. I'm going to guess Luke Walton. No. He's a great guy, though. Avery Johnson. Oh, yeah. I knew that. I knew that. Yeah. Avery Johnson's coast. All right. Starting five. Point guard, De'Aaron Fox. Shooting guard, Colin Sexton. Then we got Jetty Osman, Jeff Green, Harry Giles. Okay. That's the starting five. This team is rebuilding. Then we go to the bench. This team's winning okay. six games. We go to the week. Well, hold on. I haven't told you the bench yet. Second unit: Luke Kennard, Dante Divincenzo, Thomas Bryant, Dwight Powell, Rashawn Holmes. Now, I love the Rashawn Holmes pick. Actually, I like he's, Rashawn he's, Holmes. He's yes. great. Now we go to the last three. These are the. If there's an injury, you guys will get minutes. Nico Melli. I love Nico Melli. This is Black History Month, man, and you're out here naming Dante DiVincenzo, Nick Melly. Well, okay, so in the starting lineup, Jetty's white, Luke's white, Dante's white, 
Dwight's? I don't know what He's Dwight mixed. is. He's mixed. Okay. Shout out to my people. And I, there's less white guys on this team. That Yeah, I'm fine. All right. I'm fine. I'm just messing with you. Uh, Nico Melli, Chandler Hutchison, Who's and mixed? Nas Reed. Chan- yes. Um, so that's it. That's the Motown No All-Star team. Yeah, that team's – yeah, that team is poop. So anyways, uh, if I could pick two of those guys to be in Detroit, yeah, I would I would pick Harry. And there was a question in here. I'll, I'll try to find it again. Harry and Colin? I would pick, I'd hope you pick De'Aaron. Yeah, I, I was going to say, but but it also has to make sense for the team. Right. Right? And, and well, De'Aaron doesn't. I mean, De'Aaron does. I think if you ask Troy, if somebody, if the Kings offered Killian Hayes for De'Aaron Fox, if the Pistons say no to that, uh I mean, do they really want Killian and Halliburton? Is that where they want to go? No, I'm I'm saying I I think that a a team that has a rookie point guard who's played seven games and is coming off an injury would definitely trade for a point guard who's not much older and is a borderline oh, sure. all star. Yes. Yeah, and just signed a contract extension. Yeah. Deserved every penny. By yes. the way. Um, so I would do Harry, but. Then after that, I. It's either Colin or De'Aaron, I think. So it's Just Colin. In, I think it's Colin. Yeah. yeah. I know when you say it's Colin or De'Aaron, there's an obvious answer. But because you're, you're deciding between two, you don't want to say, you don't want to say the person you want it to be, because, it's clear it should be De'Aaron, but you love Colin. So I don't know that's how, how clear that it is. Are we? Are you, James? Have you not mailed your apology yet? No, I have. It's there. It's he got okay. it. He texted me. Said thank you. Okay. Um, but yeah, because it I'd feels still like you De'Aaron forgot Fox. that you were wrong about that. I was, but I'd still take De'Aaron Fox. Okay, I didn't know if I was gonna have to remind you again. I'm gonna. Okay, long-winded way. I'm gonna take Harry Giles, Colin Sexton, add him to this team. Um, I I would, honest to God, I would love Chandler Hutchison. I think if this was the 2018-2019 team, I would put Nico Melli on this team. Um, and Rashawn Holmes, who is backing us up? Who is our backup five when we went to the playoffs? I'm totally blanking right now. Zaza and Zaza. Yeah, there might have been one more. Zaza. Yeah, I'd take. Yeah, I'd take this year's Rashawn Holmes. I'd take two years ago Rashawn Holmes over Zaza. Yeah, um, Rashawn is great, good. Great charge drawer though was Zaza. He was, he was real good at he was that. A really nice guy too. Yeah, I I'd believe that. Um, so that's my answer there. Um. Oh, another merch question. We got another merch question. So, okay, here's another question. Their their name, their display name is greatest worst team of all time. I'm gonna. I think I deserve a little bit of royalty check from that, but yes. uh, not that I coined that. I actually said that last night on Doug Christie's show. I did a radio hit, and they asked me about the feel for the team. I'm like, well, the, the fan base is is crowning them as the best worst team of all time, and they laughed. You know what's funny. Except that I'm kind of mad that you've spoken to Doug more recently than I have. I was gonna, I was gonna give you some crap because when that publication wrote the story about me, yeah, I thought to myself, huh, James, uh, James, uh, he writes for a pretty prominent publication. He didn't reach out to me. He didn't. He didn't profile me. And I think that. Uh... <laughs> I mean, doing I'm messing a pro- with you. No, no, no. You don't Actually, have to no, do no, no, this. No, no, no. I definitely would have never have done uh, what that publication did because, again, we're a subscription-based site. Like, that yeah, just no, be worth yeah, my yeah, time. Yeah, no, I don't no. think. But a profile on you, if I didn't know you, I would, I would like do that in the summer. I did a profile on Pistons Indie Fan, the guy who has. Ooh, you did. He's great. Who, who has all the all the him. memorabilia? That yeah, did well. He's got, like, He's got like the greatest man cave of all time. Yeah, I just like your story is interesting enough that I would have done a profile on you in in the summer, for sure. Yeah, I think I would I have, have done get, it on a video. No, I think I yeah no. Um, I think I'd have to get my like recognition up before people would be interested in that. I disagree, but great greatest worst team of all time asks. Do you guys think the Pistons get any more younger players the rest of the season? Uh, I would. Uh, there's a possibility, yeah. I would say more draft picks. Sure. Um, so Tyler, I think that counts as yes. 
This one, yeah, sure. Yeah, technically, yeah. yeah. Eventually, they'll translate into some young guys. Um, man, you guys got some last names. Tyler Gerfin? Tyler Gerfin? I think it's Gerfin because it's P-H. I would assume that's yeah. Gerfin. Yep. With the next seven games against teams with losing records, how many of those games will the Pistons win? Are they starting to win too many games? Now, let's just sort of reiterate what we said the other day. I don't think that it's ever going to be a problem this year that Detroit is winning too many games. You want to know why? Because I think Troy's probably going to do whatever he can to make sure that that does not happen. I agree with the last part you just said. Yeah, I think as currently constructed, there's a chance they could win too many games to be in the odds for the top three pick. Yes, I think there's a chance. Do I think that they get – do they roll that dice? No. Um, and like you said, they're playing seven bad teams coming up, so they're going to lose all of them. They only beat good teams. Right. Yeah. Um, minus Utah, which worries me that now Utah is just going to be like that Hawks team from a few years ago that won 60 games. Oh, yeah. yeah. Who, who, what, what coach was that? Oh, yeah. It was Mike Budenholzer. Weird <laughs> how that works. Weird how the time just, just repeats itself. So uh, thank you, Tyler, for that question. Yes, now, Ryan, you. with some recent success in the distressed asset department, in parentheses, Wood and J.J., Presume that means Josh Jackson. Yeah. Or Jeremy. No, Jeremy Grant's JG. Close. <laughs> Spelling is hard. Should the Pistons lean into the reputation of a second chance U vibe? Both parties benefit, players get opportunity, and Pistons get low risk, high reward. Yeah, I think that this year is just kind of clear that, like, that's what they're doing. I think Dennis Smith Jr. is sort of like the, hey, yeah, that's what we're doing. Yeah, I wouldn't lean into it too much. I would do it for this year next. Uh, if. If there are guys with character issues and whatnot, um, it could maybe seep into the culture if you do too many of them. Um, sure. So I would say for this year and next while you're rebuilding, sure, no no, no problem. Um, but once you start to form that core, I would uh, I would stay away from that. Sure. Um, Unless you, you obviously you do the background. Like if the guy's fine. He just like like Andrew Wiggins seems like a nice guy. Like I don't think, I, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, we're, 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 we're going to have to wrap up here in a minute, which is good. Cause we're starting to run out of questions a little bit. We haven't even this got to my, to us. you've been doing it just from the B and C. I, James has 12 from, no, no, no. I, I've pulled some from okay. Weston Corbett. This one's for you. I don't know. Best places to eat in Detroit after a game. Um, so I don't really like the only time I go out to, I usually go home after the game to work. Um, yeah. I don't usually – the only time we go out after a game is if, like, writer friends are in town. So, like, when Candace Buckner from the Washington Post is in town, we go to Sweetwater's. So, that's Sweetwater's one. Um, yeah, like, depends on who's in town. Um, but, like, my favorite places to eat downtown, Sweetwater, Locos Tacos. Um, Ima, Ima, however you want to say it, I-M-A. Um, yeah, like we usually, I don't eat downtown that much. There's a lot of options, but like, yeah, I don't, um, there was a good, oh no, that was in Ferndale. No. Yeah. Like there's Sweetwater and Ima and, um, what was it? Locos Tacos are my favorites. Those three. All right. Uh, this one comes to us from Plum Dog Trillionaire. Shout out to Plum Dog. (laughs) okay is nicholas as big time on bucks twitter as he is on pistons twitter no that's it (laughs) they like me they like me a lot but i'm i'm not near i no, i'm not as big time on there they they've they've i've they've talked about my recaps on the radio up there two or three times without reaching out to me because whatever but uh no i'm not now I do love this question. So this is kind of a this is a big moment for us, okay? Someone comes to us from Kyle Metz. Kyle, this is a great question. Question. What is a question you wish we would ask but haven't yet? I got one for you. Yeah, I don't But I actually one. replied and then deleted it because I wanted it to be saved for the show. What's my favorite ice cream? Oh, you did see it. Superman. Oh, it's a great answer. I'm childish. Uh, it, people are going to hate that, 
like people are either gonna hate it or they're gonna react as I did. Yeah, Superman and Blue Moon are my two favorites. I'm not I'm not there with Blue Moon, but I'm a big mint chocolate chip guy. So. You don't like Blue Moon? It's the same as Superman. I like the beer. I like, yeah. So you so you do drink? Well, it's not that I don't. It's not that I have never consumed alcohol before. It's that I just don't do it. Because it's like, once I turned 21, the, the novelty of it just wore off to me. Because I'm like, oh, I can do this now? It's yeah. not fun anymore. You no, know I what feel I mean? you. I feel you. I'm just messing with you. With with Blue Moon, are you the... Do you want the orange? I'm yes. sorry, the beer. The, okay. Every time. No. I don't like it. If you give me a Corona, yes, I want the lime. But if you give me a Blue Moon, I I think the orange actually makes it worse. For a, for a Blue Moon? Yes. I disagree, but I, I'm not mad at you. What is your favorite beer? I don't know this about you. Corona and um, Corona. Me and Rod always have a joke. Like if we're meeting at a at a place and one of us is late, I he he'll if he's there before me, he'll order a Corona with lime, and if he's if I'm there before him, I get him a Yingling. Oh, Yingling! See, you guys can't you guys can't get that in Michigan. No, Toledo's the closest, I think. Yeah, my my dad, uh, he works in. You know, he worked in Cleveland all the time, and sometimes he would just bring up like cases of yeah. Yingling. Um, yeah, that's the nice thing about Illinois is we we can have Yingling here. Um, that is like an all time. It's a it's a it's Very a great good. beer. Are you like a um? Are you a are you like a whiskey guy? Are you like a, pr- a tequila pr- Hennessy? What do you? I do more wine and, and whiskey. Than, wine and whiskey than, than beer and liquor. Well, I guess whiskey's okay. liquor, but you know what I mean. Like I don't do like tequila and vodka. You seem like a guy who's too good for Coors Light, and I don't appreciate that. No, I also don't like if there's if I'm at somebody's place and there's Coors Light, I'll drink it. I don't love beer, so like I'll, I'll drink. They all taste the same to me. They, I they kind of agree with. They that. don't, yeah. but they they do. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I don't. We're not. Me and my girlfriend aren't like the the couple that has like beer in the fridge. Like we have a wine rack. Yeah. Yeah. So like I'm not sure. a, I'm not a big beer guy. But Kyle's question, question that you've wanted people to ask and they haven't yet, what would you say? About the Pistons or me? Whatever you think that means. Um, like, is there something that people don't, don't know about you that you haven't said because you're you and you're shy and you don't want people to know that you're awesome, but <laughs> you kind of wish that people did and they just don't think to ask about it? Like, Like, for example... I know that Hal's question about the beat tape kind of made you a little excited. I have, like, I have one done. I know that, with actually. Art, with artwork I, and everything and skits and, like, skits to start. Like, I, it's a whole thing, yeah. But I would have never I would have never have said that because I knew that that was your secret to tell. There we but go. I did There's know one, that. yeah. And I'm not ever releasing it. I'm going to get, I'm going to try to find some way to get vinyl pressed up and have, like, five copies. You sent me one or two from that, right? I don't think I've ever sent you anything from it, no. Secretive. I swear to God, you did, huh? Um, okay. Well, is there anything else? What else? Do, what else do you want people to know about you? Um, I'm a big soccer. Oh, somebody did ask me how I became a Tottenham fan. Oh, um, sure. I'm a big yeah. soccer fan. Uh, Giovanni dos Santos, who's a Mexican national. I grew up with a lot of Mexican friends who like Giovanni dos Santos. I like Giovanni dos Santos through them. And one of the first, I think it was the first Premier League club he signed with was Tottenham. So I, as his career fizzled out, I still st- stuck with Tottenham. Uh, I'm a big soccer fan. My mom played for, she still, I mean, she played until she was like 45. Um, yeah, I don't, yeah, I, there's, I'm not that interesting. I don't know. That's just not true at all. That is. <laughs> I'm that one of those you have to ask, and I'll tell you. But I can't. Like, I don't. I. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, in terms of questions that I wish people would ask me, um, I. I do have questions I wish people would stop asking me. Like what? Uh, do I know who I look like? I get that. That one annoys me all the time. Yeah. Um. But in terms of questions that I wish people would ask me, I actually love that question so much. There's questions very, I have that I don't know if I can ask on the pod. Well, use your brain. Think think if 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 it's Oh, gonna... I'll ask it and you can tell me if you want to share it on the pod or not. Okay, sure. How'd you end up in Chicago? Just cuz. Okay. That's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just because. Yeah. I didn't know That's if like your it. No. girlfriend 
I know like I know what she does, so I didn't know if that was easy, like if that was best for her. Yeah, that's pretty much why it ended up happening. But it was also just because it was like, you know, in Chicago. Yeah, so, yeah, at a at a at a point in life where it it can happen. There's nothing else to do. Yeah. So we did. Okay. Cool. Yeah. What else you got? What other? Because I, I, that makes that worries me. I don't. No, that was pretty much it. That was the one that I was didn't much know. It. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Alrighty, James. Well, we're gonna wrap this up. Let's do three more. Story. Three more. Okay. Do we have well, three I more? Pull, I don't know. I have to pull them up because I I turned off my phone. I wasn't I wasn't looking anymore. I have um right here. So here we go. Let's see if you ask these ones because we're at we're at fifty minutes. We might. Are we doing story time today or no? Yes. Okay. If you don't want, if you'd rather, if you'd rather, I was replace, hoping my, I was hoping my James Johnson, um, story that, would suffice. That works. We'll no, just we'll, do, we'll do another. If you have one, we'll do it. We'll do it. That is a. I don't have a story. No, if you have a person you want to hear a story about, somebody asked me, Johnny Kane, universally liked and always positive. But I don't know much about him. I like to know who he is as a person and where he's seen advancing in the organization. Johnny Kane, home home road dog of mine, homeboy, um, nice guy, down to earth. If you I if you only see Johnny on camera, he is not like what you would perceive him to be. I think people would perceive him as like a frat guy, whatever, whatever. Hardworking guy, loves to do like projects in the house, loves to to throw him back at the bar. Um, really down to earth dude, big sports fan. And the last part of your question I think is interesting because of how people kind of think like media goes. Like I don't work for the Pistons. Um, Johnny Kane does not work for the Pistons. No. Johnny Kane works for Fox Sports Detroit, who has a partnership with the Pistons to broadcast games. Um, so where he is, if you're asking where he's seen advancing in the organization, if you're referring to the Pistons, he will not advance anywhere because he doesn't work for them. Um, if you're talking about FSD, I think there's a chance he could be, he could be uh, George's replacement when that time comes. I'm going to ask you one. I was thinking about this last night, and I won't explain why. You think about me a lot, and it's usually when you wake up, when you're in the shower, and <laughs> or at when night. I go to sleep. Yeah. So I, I thank you, man. I love <laughs> that those moments of intimacy are when you think of me. <laughs> um, that's why recording on Valentine's Day meant so much today, <laughs> to me that we got to spend those those two hours together. We talked for a while after we recorded. We did. Um, My girlfriend wasn't happy. I'm just, I told you. I'm kidding. T- we, we celebrated Valentine's Day on Saturday because the Pistons played on Sunday. We already did our Valentine's Day. But what is your question? Player X comes to Detroit, and you think, oh, no. Oh, God, I gotta co- no. I got to cover this guy. Russell Westbrook. That's not who I thought you were going to say. You thought I was going to say Kyrie? I, I did think you were going to say Kyrie. No, nah, he seems like an interesting guy. Uh, Russ, to me, just seems like a, a guy that will – would never try to be pleasant with you or never try to like build a relationship with you or anything like that. So you could be easily persuaded that he is actually a really nice guy. Russ? Yeah. I'm sure Russ is a nice guy. Yeah. I just don't think he um would do would care enough to open open the door for a media member just trying to get to know him a little bit. Yeah, I don't think he cares about that. Sure. Um so this one, okay, so Czar asked us five minutes ago, am I too late to ask a question for the pot? And I was like, no, get it in, like, no, right now. Let's, you let's got end, to ask it, like, let's right end, now. Yeah, let's end on him. Okay. 47 seconds ago. This one is kind of for James. How do you feel about the new players, in parentheses, rookies, free agencies, etc.? close parentheses, how do you think they feel about the fan base seeing as there's not as much interaction as a normal season? So I kind of asked you about this. A little bit. I kind of brought it up that it kind of made me sad that I, I feel like the players don't know how hype we are yeah. right now because they there isn't a lot of and you can like you can tell me well, Blake checks Twitter. That's not the same. Yeah, um, I would say if you're a rookie, not named Killian Hayes, you've probably loved everything you've seen on Twitter. I don't know if I've seen a bad thing tweeted about Sadiq or Isaiah. Killian is there's just absolutely some ridiculous takes out there. Mm-hmm. Um, if he checks Twitter, I'm sure he's seen some of them. Um, if you're People Josh, have a a lot of time to talk a lot of nonsense about him. Yeah, if you're Josh Jackson, you probably like what you see, and you and Josh has the the background to know like how big of a basketball town this is when the team is good, so he knows. 
Who else is new? Jeremy and Grant. And we're not even good, and we're excited. Yeah. Jeremy Grant. I'm Like, there's not a neg. Like, yeah. I'm, I haven't seen a negative about Jeremy Grant. I do have one more that I want to ask you. Yeah, go ahead. So I'm sorry, Czar. I, th- I thought it would be really fun to close on you. James had a great – but I was thinking about this yesterday, and I wanted to ask you. <laughs> so yeah. Thing, I, <laughs> I thought of a lot of questions for you yesterday. <laughs> I always say to myself, why do you guys care so much about this thing? Why do you have so much time to care about this thing? And yesterday's thing was um, all-star voting. Yeah. And I thought to myself, it's not the end of the world if you don't start. Because if you're good enough – the players, the coaches, they'll pick you for the reserves. Right. Okay? So I thought to myself, it's not that big of a deal. You know why I do think it's a little bit of a big deal who the starters are and why voting matters? Because it's a reflection of the fans. Yeah. Right? So when you meme Alex Caruso to 300,000 votes, it's not cute and it's not funny. No. It's annoying. Yeah. Um, when Clay Thompson is like ninth in the first returns – what are we doing? Right. Like, he and Jeremy Grant have, like, the same number of votes. What are, which, by the way, all-star voting is closed. I'm pretty sure Jeremy Grant's just not going to make the all-star team, period. And Derrick um, Rose was top ten in backcourt, and that's just – Right. I, that's, that's built up – that's built upon um, his cult following. Right. I don't think Derrick was deserving of all-star consideration which, this year. Which we dealt with the ball hive and the for, like, two, two weeks – but we dealt with the Rose Hive for like a year and a half. So good job, Pistons fans. It's done. It's all like just vibes from now on. There's no toxicity. We're all good. Um, I guess all the toxicity is just sort of self-cultivated. But <laughs> do you agree with that? That in the in some sense, all-star voting does matter because it can make the fans look really bad? I just, Yeah, I don't like how it's done. I, I don't think fans should be able to vote for um, I agree with you. any of those things to be honest, because it's not a reflection of fans watch their players and their teams. Very few fans are in tune to what um, Jeremy Grant is doing. If you live in anywhere pretty much. So yeah, I, uh, and not saying that he should like be a lock to get in. I'm just saying like, as a journalist, I don't get a chance to watch every single game, every single night. So I keep like, I definitely know the fans aren't watching every single game, every single night. Also it, it's not the same, but I hope you get in principle what I'm saying. The reasons that you don't like having an all-NBA vote is because there's money involved, and yeah. you don't want to mess that up for some people. Right. If you don't feel that you're as, as informed as you need to be, you don't want to you know, place yourself. Yeah, I'm not itching to, to do that. To, right. Yeah. Money's involved for the All-Star game, too. There are, bonus, there are incentives for making an All-Star game, yep. if you have that clause in your contract, which, by the way, Jeremy Grant doesn't. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, is that I don't know that for a fact. Do you? He doesn't. I, it's a fact. He does not. Yeah. yeah. That's weird to me. I. I. But it's also not because it's like, well, who would have thought? You know. Right, but then that makes me think if you if you didn't think it would happen, uh, why not put it in there? Yeah, because I was just like, well, Troy Weaver's the guy that believed in him. Right. You know, you'd think that if. Because we were all like, I, like I was the one who was like, he's gonna be good, but he's not gonna be an all star. Like if he gives us twenty a game, we're good. Um, and there were some people who were like, no, he needs to be an all-star. So I don't know. I, I think it's weird that like Troy Weaver was like the one who believes in him. I just think you've probably maybe would have seen the, the, the ceiling here coming, but yeah, I don't know. Is that it, James? You got a, you want to do story time or no? Yeah. If you have a name, uh, well, somebody asked if you have any Tom Gore stories. Uh, no, I legit don't. Do you have any Reggie Bullock stories? I shared one. Did you? The, oh, the one in the the, the Orlando um, lounge. The, or in the club, yeah. The 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 hookah lounge that you were confused if it was a hookah lounge, even <laughs> though it was a lounge that you could smoke hookah in. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, that was uh, again shows my <laughs> I'm not a, a hookah smoker, so I didn't know. This one's difficult because you obviously haven't got to spend time with him this year. When he was here before, he was here for about two months. You have any Wayne Ellington stories? Uh, do I have a Wayne? I mean, actually, you said you said Zaza's a nice guy. If you want to do Zaza, Zaza's a nice. Somebody, I I was gonna say, can I do Jose Calderon? Because somebody asked me. Somebody put that in the replies. <laughs> You're right. 
I'm sorry. I actually meant to ask that instead of the Tom Gores one. It's just because I just saw the Tom's the Tom Gores one. So yeah, ask do 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 Jose Calderon. Um, the only one that comes to mind. There's two, I guess. Uh, so I did a story my second year where I asked all the guys the the reasoning behind their jersey numbers. Just because like I played sports and like there's a reason you pick the number you have for whatever. So maybe it's personal. Maybe it's your favorite number. Maybe it's X Y Z. So Jose, if people remember, he was wearing 81. Um, and from what I remember, he told me it was a combination of, he used to wear eight and eight was gone or something. I don't, or maybe he was born in 81 and his son, I don't remember. This is terrible story time. Um, yeah. So whatever he wore 81 and you can find the story to get the better explanations, type in piston story behind pistons, Jersey numbers. It'll pop up. Um, he wore eight before came to Detroit. I think it was gone. He asked his son, what number should he wear? That's different that I think maybe nobody's ever wore before. And his son said at a one he might've been born in 81, something like yeah. that. Another story. I did a story, um, on what it's like to be part of a trade. And so I talked to Langston. I talked to, cause he was part of the DeMarcus trade in new Orleans. Yep. Um, I talked to Jose and Jose was traded the first time. Um, he was in Detroit. People forget he was here twice. Um, he was traded from Toronto, and he said after he got traded, he like packed some stuff in his car, and he literally drove from Toronto to Detroit. Across the bridge, yeah. Yeah, so that was interesting to me for, for him. He's like, his, I think his family met up with him, or they came later, or they stayed in Toronto. Um, but, yeah, he just packed up his car and, and drove from Toronto to Detroit to be a Piston. That's wild. You know what? You bring up the um, the DeMarcus Cousins trade. You know who I always forget was a piece in that? This is going to sound really dumb because he was like the centerpiece outside of DeMarcus Cousins. It, he was a centerpiece in terms of Sacramento's return. I always forget that Buddy Heald played in New Orleans. Yeah, that was that deal. I forget that. Yeah, I forgot that that was part of that. Like he was like the, we're getting a young guy. Yeah. And now he's, you know, making what, 80 million? I don't remember how much he's making. But. I forgot about um, that. Yeah, right? It's such a weird thing to forget, but Buddy Heald, he played for the Pelicans for a little bit. Yep. Imagine with, I don't know that they'd be much better with him. They could use a Buddy Heald type, but yeah, I don't know. They have J.J. Redick. Yeah, come on. Who's not been great, by the way, he's actually. He's playing like so. 10 minutes a night. Yeah, he's not his yeah. way out. Yeah. Um, Alrighty, James. That was a successful mailbag episode. That was fun. Thank you, everybody, for sending in questions. Make sure to let us know about the merch thing. Would you pay if we dropped just 10 shirts numbered? Our favorite quotes on the back, the logo on the front. We'll do a all-encompassing Zoom for those who got the shirt. Would you pay $100 for a limited edition Bun and Cardigan shirt? We'd have to make that shirt fire. It would, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't half-ass it. If, if, people, no. if we could get 10 people to buy it, I would, I would get those made up so fast. He's just, you're just going to do what you said I should do with the, um, on ESPN. Just take a white shirt with a Sharpie. <laughs> You're just gonna do like you're like no these are custom made. Yeah, this it's is like my hand. It's like exactly yeah. what Kanye does. Yeah. Um, Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen. Well, if you're listening to this, uh, albums. Oh wow. Albums. All right, let's do this I, quick. You go first. I can't because I forgot about this. So I'm gonna flip the script a little bit. Okay. Okay. You can still do an album. Judas and the Black Messiah just came out. It's streaming on HBO Max. It's in theaters until March 14th. Yep. Um, it's about, uh, Bill O'Neill, who is technically a fed, gets roped in, um, to, uh, uh, infiltrate the Black Panthers and essentially assassinate Fred Hampton, 21 year old leader of the, the Illinois chapter of the Black Panthers. Watched it last night. <sighs> Phenomenal. Oh my gosh. What a movie. Yeah. Um, I think that, th- that, that works, right? I can do that instead of the album. Yeah, that's fine. I'm going to say that. Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, I mean, just some of the best acting I've ever seen in my life. I I love that pick. Great movie. Should win something. Yes. It will. All of them. Not yeah. just something. It should win everything. Yeah, it will. Uh, my album pick, I'm going to go with... I have a painting above me of like my three, four, six, uh, three, six, nine. My like 12 favorite rappers. Um, I'm going to go Earl Sweatshirt. I don't like shit. I don't go outside. There it is. Um, I knew you were going to pick that one. And I almost picked – I mean, I like Earl's recent stuff, even though it's a, it's 
for some the instrumentals might not be for them but i i like the weirdness of it uh but i know that i don't like shit i don't go outside would be more universally um palpable for for yeah. listeners so yeah great album very dark um but still kind of vibrant um in a weird way i guess but yeah i think earl's one of the best writers um in the game so earl sure. sweatshirt i don't like shit i don't go outside Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, well, those are our picks. If you made it to the end of this episode, genuinely, thank you very, very much. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate five stars, subscribe. If you're feeling generous, leave a review. We did actually get a four-star review recently, so that's interesting. We are up 207 reviews, which is great. Um, Thank you very, very much for listening. We will catch you guys in the next one.